and we are back. Mike Sternrich, Danger and Play, Gorilla Mindset, and we have a great podcast today, Introversion, uh, Books, This Election, and Eating Crow. <laughs> so let, let's get going. This will be a little bit more personal probably than, than I usually have, but I just thought it was funny. I wrote this article in November 14th, 2012, so it's always interesting to go back and read articles um, from your favorite writers, and for me, sometimes I read my own stuff, and how do they evolve? And that that's the mistake people make is, especially in this outrage culture world, you'll go dig up a tweet or an article from 10 years ago and say, oh my god, oh my god, I hate that person, and... You never really see me do that unless it is in self-defense. If I have to defend myself because I'm being attacked, then I'll do whatever I have to do to defend myself. But writers evolve. All all the podcast is that you've heard from me, all the writing is, I would love to say that everything is a holy, holy scripture and is timeless. But a lot of it is just what I thought or believed at the moment, at a slice of time at a piece of space and time. So so now I'm one of the most influential voices in an election, but here's what I wrote in 2012. Barack Obama was reelected. Half of the men think this is the greatest thing in the world. The other half is convinced the world is going to end. The West is in decline, etc. And then I wrote about why I don't care who wins. In four years, I'm going to be older, but I'll be in shape. I'll be meeting women, having money. And it's so funny, too, because my life in 2012 was just so completely different, which is another kind of the folly of thinking that you can plan your life out 5, 10, 20 years. In 2012, I mean, here's really literally all I cared about. And four years older, I'll be a little bit older, but I'll be in great shape. I'll be getting laid regularly. I'll have money in my pocket. I know all of that for a fact and with absolute 100% certainty. Well, now I have like a baby girl on the way and... You could – so I'm in a you know, monogamous relationship or whatever you want to call it. Um, but So getting laid or whatever is an issue. But at, at that point in time, that was really all I thought about. Like, man, you guys care about politics? What the hell's wrong with you? You need to just hit the gym, meet women, and try to have sex with as many women as you possibly can um, you know, every week. And it's funny because what a lot of people do – a lot of writers by that, I mean, is they try to do like the redemption arc. Neil Strauss tried to do it. Tucker Max tried to do it. The, re- the redemption arc goes something like this. I used to write about just being a – I'm not going to say I was a scumbag because I everything was consensual. You know, everything, the women had fun. I had fun. So I'm not going to denigrate myself. But the redemption arc means I have to go, wow, in 2012, I was just an overgrown man-child. But then I discovered true, real manhood means having a family. And anybody who wants those things, if you just want to go to the gym and meet women, you're just a narcissistic man-child. You're just a little boy. you got to man up and be a feminist. So Neil Strauss, who wrote The Game, tried that story arc. That's why his most recent book was A Complete and Total Failure. Tucker Max, who wrote all those fratire stories, tried the same thing. He even said, I'm a feminist, gave all these interviews. I'm a feminist now, and I can't believe I was such a bad guy. They tried to do the redemption arc, but I don't believe in the redemption arc. I had the time of my life, and I'm having the time of my life now. That's the whole thing. That's why I said we'll get a little personal. 
my life is completely different than it was five years ago. My priorities are different. My life purpose is different. That's why when people say, Mike, what is, what is, you know, people ask me, Mike, what is my life purpose? How do I find my life purpose? And I say, man, you don't know. You don't know. And, and moreover, your life purpose is not static. Your life purpose changes. So thinking that you have to find some singular life purpose is a mistake. What you have to do is you have to set yourself up for success. And by that, I mean you put the work in. You stay healthy, you read books, you go out and you meet people, men and women, you build your business network, you, you do entrepreneurial risk, you take risk. You learn to control your mindset because if you can control your mindset, then whatever life, whatever happens in life, you're going to be in control of. So it's, it's always funny to kind of read these old articles I wrote and people try to bring them up to like checkmate me. Oh my God, you said this. That doesn't work on me because you can't checkmate me because I'm not on some kind of redemption arc. I'm not going to say, okay, here's what today I believe, and that's the end of it. Because five, ten years, who knows, man? Um, life is what it was. It is is what it is. What am I? Thirty nine ish now. In ten years, maybe I'm divorced. Maybe I'm trying to party in Ibiza. You know, I don't think so. That isn't what I want. But I don't know. So that's why – that's another reason too I, I don't talk in absolutes and that really – that angers a lot of people, primarily the younger crowd. You know, They go, Mike, you know, gorilla mindset, you go try this, try that, try that. Maybe it will work. Maybe it won't. I just am so angry. Well, maybe it will. Maybe it won't. That's, that's the whole po- point of life. You have to figure out things for yourself that work and what works is going to vary based on where you are in time and space. So five years ago, just hanging out with my puppy, doing periscopes, talking about the presidential election, I would say that would be about the dumbest thing in the world that you could have possibly done. I would have said, are you crazy, man? Let's go to the gym for two hours and then you know, let's get some vodka sodas and let's go meet women. And oh, there's like, you know, I just, all I want to do is talk to women or whatever, meet women, live that, you know, playboy lifestyle. And I have no regrets either. That's the other point is I'm not going to say, oh, wow, that was so immature. And boy, aren't, aren't I really happy now? No, I was happy then. I, was, I had fun then. That, that's the whole point with these these BS um, redemption arcs and, and character arcs and all that crap is I was happy in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014. You know, I'm good to go now. So even though now my life is completely different, my lifestyle is totally different. Hey, man, life is good. And life is really good. So what the, what the hell? What the hell does that have to do with anything? I don't know. That was a digression. But a lot of people, they like those little stories. So we'll have a story time podcast. Another interesting thing is that you know it was like three or four years ago. Now, I'm a naturally introverted guy. People find that hard to believe because when you hear me on a podcast or you see me on TV or you see me do a Periscope, you know, I'm, I'm energetic, I'm engaged, I'm connected. If I give a seminar, you know, I have command of the room, I'm an effective public speaker. But that – remember, you're only seeing a highlight of life. That's why I always try to give people the full story. I could just say, here's me at a seminar. Wow, I'm the most charismatic, energetic, extroverted guy in the world. Truth is, yeah, I'm charismatic, but I'm also highly introverted, and I like to be alone. There are days I don't leave the house unless I'm going to the gym or to the coffee shop. 
there have been days when like Shauna travels where I, I will not talk to anybody for two or three days other than, well, that was the past, but that isn't true now. That, that Again, that's what's funny. So three years ago, I go, all right, I'm just going to pretend that I'm not really introverted. You hear that? You hear that a lot. Live as if. And I don't like it when I say live as if. Other people say fake it till you make it. When people say fake it till you make it, I run, 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 run far away because that's the connotation of like the frauds, the the pickup artist people, um, con men, right? Fake it till you make it. I don't like the idea of faking it. What, but just live as if. Just imagine. Imagine whatever problem you think you have. Imagine that you're not. You don't have that problem. Now, in, and now in terms of analyzing problems, you never want to say, imagine you don't have that problem because what you're doing is focusing yourself internally on the problem. <laughs> That's another mistake people make. People say, oh, my God, I'm so – oh, I don't know. I'm so poor. I'm so broke. I'm so thin. I'm so fat. I don't have muscle. I don't have hair. I don't have – I don't know. I don't know. If people – I don't know what the hell people complain about anymore. There are people with real problems, and that's one thing I've learned through this election is I've definitely become – less sympathetic to, I don't want to say to my core readers, but most of the problems people talk to me about are just basic bitch problems. Oh, you're afraid to go talk to girls. Well, the people I'm talking to now due to my political activism, um, they lost, you know, the husband lost his job. The mom is barely getting by. There are no jobs in the community. I can't just say, oh, be an entrepreneur. Nobody's taught them how to be entrepreneurs. Nobody knows how to be an entrepreneur. They they have to completely rebuild. They have sick children. They're worried if they can feed the dog and then have guys like, oh, yeah, man. You know, that's why I don't talk about fitness either. Oh, man, you know, I got a little bit of bloat here on my obliques. I can't quite see my abs. And my calves are a little small. And just it's so basic, you know. And in a way, I guess I was just a basic bitch, you know. I was just – that was the kind of bullshit that I worry about. I'd wake up. Uh, get naked in front of a mirror, flex, you know. That, that was like where my, where my mindset was. Um, complete, total, basic bitch. Now, if other people want to live that life, again, I'm not – again, I was I was fine living like that. But I just I just don't want to talk about that stuff anymore. I don't want to hear about that you're afraid, you know, the men – I'm afraid to talk to women. Like I don't care, you know, like as unsympathetic as it sounds like, I really don't care. That is your biggest problem in life is that you lack the courage, the tenacity, the fortitude – to just have a simple conversation with another human being, that is like your issue. Okay, I don't care now. I deal with people who have real problems that you can't just solve by going and talking to somebody. Oh, you feel like you're not ripped, like you don't have abs. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to help you get abdominal muscles. I don't want to help you get jacked and look diesel and shave your arms and shave. I don't care about any of that stuff. And that's why I don't do the podcast as much as I'm realigning my message with, you know, what I'm experiencing in the world because my podcast will always be part it's always about you and it's always going to be part autobiographical because it's where I'm at in life, what I'm dealing with, what what I'm experiencing, what I'm perceiving. And I'm not going to say people who are just vain, vain little basic bitch like I was. Again, like that was cool. You know, I have no regrets about that. But I don't want to be the guy who, who talks about basic shit to basic bitches. That isn't me. That isn't what I'm about. That's another reason why we've, we've gone um, deeper into mindset and because that's where I truly believe I can reach the most people and have the biggest impact. If you are struggling 
financially. I'm, I'm just not one of those scammers who's going to say, oh, wow, you lost your job. Now become an entrepreneur. Join the Gorilla Money Mindset Mastermind Group, and you'll be making a six-figure passive income. No, man. like That isn't reality. The reality is it takes a long time to become an entrepreneur, to learn how to start a business. And a lot of times your life is just going to suck for like a year or two. And there's nothing – I'm not going to say otherwise. I'm not going to say, oh, wow, you know, you lost your job. But there's no – all the businesses closed down in your town. Oh, you just get in your car and just move. People have kids. Kids have emotional connections to their neighbors. The kids are being uprooted. The kids now don't have a stable home environment. Mom and dad are fighting over money. You know, that's real. That's real life. That's real life. And I can't just tell these people, oh, yeah, just get in the car. And boy, if you don't just move today, you are pathetic. No, the truth is that you have to get your mindset right. You have to learn how to control the anxiety. You have to realize your life is not over, that you can rebuild. But yes, it is going to take time. And if you put in effort every day, then yes, one, two, three, maybe five years. Maybe it takes you five years to rebuild your life. You know, when I was falsely accused of rape back in law school, college, I got essentially obese. There's, I don't know, like maybe not morbidly obese, but I was super fat. And it took me probably three years to lose all that weight. And it took me five years to get to where like I thought my body was nice. And I was like, all right, you look good. And, and that doesn't mean I was some bodybuilder or like a fitness model. I, I didn't look great. But it, yeah, it, if you are 80 pounds, I had 80 pounds of fat to lose and I lost 80 pounds. If you have to lose 80 pounds – you're going to say, okay, I'm going to lose 80 pounds and I'll lose a pound and a half a week every week. You know, that's like 55 weeks, no problem. Well, that isn't life. Your metabolism changes. You have birthday parties to go to. Sometimes you just binge out because your body is convinced that it's starving even though you're fat. There's a lot going on there. The same is true as you got divorced, you, you lost your job, you lost your career. There's a lot going on there and I'm never going to be the – the guy, those people, they want to rip you off, okay? If anybody tells you you can rebuild your life in three weeks, it, it, they're a fraud, okay? It takes years to rebuild your life. Now, you are better every day, and after a year, you're going to be better than you were a year ago. So you can't let it discourage you. But the reality is it takes a long time. But if you work on your mindset every day, you can work on your emotional control every day. You can work on your spirituality every day. You can work on your emotional depth every day. If you're fighting with your loved ones because of money, then you can just realize, okay, this fight isn't about money per se. This fight is about stress. It's about fear. It's about anxiety. And then you then you right then you change the direction. So you say, well, we're not really fighting about money. We're fighting about the fear and the uncertainty of the future. Well, let's focus on building a better future together. There's all kinds of things, right? And yeah, I'm not going to give like an, a, a relationship counseling class right now, but I just want to put it out there that that's why I kind of do what I do and that's why my message changes and that's why my message um, evolves over over time and that's how I got into politics is I didn't think before this election there was any economic hope for people. That's why I've always focused on entrepreneurialism. If these trade deals have destroyed America and I live in two worlds. So I, I know that it destroys America and here's how. I live in a nice little white – I live a great life, okay? I'm, I've never lied about that. I live a very – you know, whatever. I, I'm not going to you know, go out and buy a Lamborghini or whatever, but I live, I live a very nice life, okay? And I'm very grateful for that and I'm grateful for you 
for buying my books and supporting that and, and helping me live that. That's why I want to help you live your life. But th- then I go back home and there's just – there's no hope. Back in Illinois, these factory t- – there's no hope. And when I grew up and my dad had factory jobs, if you lost a factory job, you couldn't just go become an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur what? If everybody's broke, who are you going to sell to? We'll sell to the internet. Great. You're going to tell a 40 or 50-year-old person who's lost a job, hey, just go like go on the internet, set up an e-commerce store. Well, people can learn it, but that takes a lot of time and mindset training and everything else. So the idea that Oh yeah, life is great because you know all these people like because people are myopic and they're they have narcissism and the solipsism. Solipsism is me. I'm thinking, oh my god, life is great. I make all of my money on the internet. I don't have to go into a job regularly. This is fantastic. Everybody who isn't doing what I'm doing, well, they're just they just don't get it. Well, it, how long did it take me to learn all this stuff? It took a long time. I I, I was a lawyer. I would say I've only known what I've been doing on the internet for two years, and I'm 39. It took me like five years to learn all this stuff. And I kept being a lawyer while I was doing the online thing. That's another reason why I teach people whatever your job is, you need to have a, a business on the side, just a small little side hustle, doing anything. It could be even a second job. It could be anything because that changes your mindset in getting just multiple streams of income. So, okay, I have this one job which is my main source of income, but I have this other little side thing that is other income. And I made that shift. I've told people, man, I was so excited when I made my first $18 off of Danger and Play. It's funny because the amount of money I make now is people don't even believe it. They they say I make it up. That's why I don't even talk about money anymore. I was more excited about the $18 than than I was about the biggest checks I've ever got. People say, well, how is that possible? Well, because it it was as if the world opened up to me. I guess it's kind of like losing your virginity. You know? You'll know, you always remember that first time or you'll always remember that special time with the person you really loved or the person – if you're with that person now, that person you really love. And then the other ones, you're kind of like, eh, you know, even if objectively they were better, right? Even if objectively you were with a 10, the, the new encounters with like the others are going to be the more memorable ones. And the same is true of money. I just realized like, wow, I can make $18 on Danger and Play – this is amazing. I can't believe it. I, I was so excited. I was like hyped. I would look at my Amazon you know, earnings statements like, yeah, I made $18. This is incredible. All right, all right. I'll figure this out because, because that, that's the beauty of mindset. The mindset is like, all right, I know there's something here. Maybe I'm not drilling for gold. You know, Maybe it isn't going to be a million dollars a month. But hey, I made if I made eighteen a month, then I can make one hundred eighty a month. If I made one hundred eighty a month, then I can make eighteen hundred a month. If I made eighteen hundred a month, I can make eighteen thousand a month. Right? That's just it's how you start thinking about alternative streams of income and alternative streams of revenue, and then that changes your mindset. That's why I always tell people, hey, whatever your job is, don't quit your job and go all in with this hackamamie business idea because ninety percent of the time you're going to fail. Work that side thing. You know, I stayed working as a lawyer, and then I worked a danger play on the side, and then. I made 18 bucks a month at Danger Plan. I was like, all right, I can do this. And then I put a little bit more time in it. And then I made 180 a month. And I was like, all right, I, all right, I can do this. And then I made then I made 1800 a month. And I was like, all right, I can do this. And then I realized, all right, now I can go all in on Danger and Play because I know how to to scale it, right? I know how to make more money and the rest, as they say, is history. So that's how you want to approach your life.
All right. I feel like this was a rambling podcast, but you know what? Some people love these types of podcasts, so it'll be an experiment. Um, let me know if you like the podcast. If you don't, let me know if you want to know, um, hear more personal stories or more about my background or more about how I've evolved or more about what I agree with or I don't agree with about what I've written before. So I guess the, what I, here's what I tell people. I don't disavow anything I've ever written because I believed it at that moment in time. But I do – and other people do believe that at their moment in time and their reality. But I believe different things and I encourage everybody to evolve as a human being. And if you're living life actively, you are, you are going to evolve. The more actively you live in life, the more engaged you are with humanity, the more engaged you are with yourself – the more you participate in life, then the more you're going to evolve. You're just going to change. You don't really – change isn't a choice, okay? It's a law of the universe. You put yourself out there. You take risks. You work hard. You, you, you're going to change. So you can't be thinking – and that's another reason why I tell people don't define yourself by the worst thing you ever did. Everybody's done – scumbag stuff, right? Everybody's done shady stuff and then a lot of people are overwhelmed with guilt because of what they did. But 10 years from now, I can guarantee that you're doing something now that you're going to cringe about. I cringe about some of the stuff I wrote years ago. I'm like, oh man, did I really write that? You know, I can't believe I wrote that. Ugh. But at the time, I didn't have a problem with it, okay? So I, I'm not going to feel guilty today about stuff that I did 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Because in 10 years, I'm going to look back and be like, God, I can't believe you, you did that. I can't believe you said that. But everything I say today, I believe is true. It is my truth, um, what I believe to be true about the world, what I believe will happen. But I can guarantee you in 10 years, I'm going to look back and be like, oh, man, Ugh, did you really did you really say that, man? Did you really do that? That's life. You're going to evolve. At least I hope so. At least the kind of people who listen to this podcast are going to evolve. Because when you open yourself up to the universe, you open yourself up to the world, you open your own mind and your own life up to new possibilities, then you're going to encounter new people, new books, new data, new information, new experiences, and all that newness in your life is going to change you as well. So there you go. I think, I think we wrapped it up with a good message. I don't think it was too, too meandering. But I, as always, let me know. You can hate on it, love it. I, I read it all because your feedback does impact what I cover. Thanks for listening. This is Mike Cernovich from DangerPlay.com. You can find Gorilla Mindset on Audible and at Amazon. And you can leave a comment on iTunes or you can leave a comment at DangerPlay.com. Your choice. All right. We'll do another one of these. I don't know. Soon.